Hey, welcome to another Enneagram podcast. Yeah, that's right. Yet another Enneagram podcast. But this one's different. Another Enneagram podcast is here to help you be a better leader for your team. We know leadership is already challenging enough, and it can be downright frustrating when your team communication breaks down. Another Enneagram podcast is here to tell you stories of leaders just like you who are learning how to lead their teams better with the Enneagram. If you want your team to communicate better, be more productive, and love their jobs, another Enneagram podcast is for you. Hey, welcome back to another Enneagram podcast. Uh, You got your host, Ryan, and your host, Cody, just like always. And uh, we are in the middle of our top 10 questions about the Enneagram series today, talking about number four. Uh, Cody, how are you feeling? You ready for this one? Are you getting tired of this yet? No, man. I'm feeling great. This is fun. Good. Okay. All right. Number four, then. Can your number change over time? So I'm I'm assuming they're talking about your dominant type. Yes. Yep. Your core Enneagram number. Okay. Well, I'm going to come out of the gate swinging. No, it cannot. Wow. Um, Yeah, I know. Some people just got really upset. No, I'm just kidding. Um, So, so from, from my understanding and and the research I've done is that um, when it comes to your dominant type, that is, that is something that does not shift. It does not change, um, which I think bothers some people, um, Mm. makes them feel like labeled and boxed in. Um, But then what's really special about the Enneagram, and this is where I think it really differs from something like Myers-Briggs or whether you're a beaver, lion, dolphin or tambourine or whatever you are um, <laughs> um, is the idea that within that one type, I mean, we're talking about, say like for me, I identify as a, as a type seven. Okay. After, I don't know, four or five months of digging. Um, I just, I just couldn't hide it anymore. It's like, I'm a seven. Here we are. Um, and I think you read that and you're kind of like, Oh, well, that's all I am just a seven. But then man, you start to dig deeper into wings and then subtypes and then whether you're really pulling from um, stress or security points or if you look at things like um, level of development you know different things like that and there's a there's a ton of layers to this that I think can really help people understand that um, having a dominant type is not a bad thing Um, it's not limiting Um, it actually I love how Ian Cron says it um, a lot of times on his podcast is that the um, the Enneagram shows you more of what you're not than what you are um, and, and really creates space for so much development and so much growth and potential. Um, and uh, he always references the fact that we as people identify more with what we do wrong than what we do right. Mm-hmm. Um, and, I, and I love that uh, when you start to really dig into your dominant type um, and begin to see what you're capable of, um, what what those things like you felt like were strengths or maybe even what you thought were weaknesses um, can actually bring a lot of value to your community, to your job, to your family, whatever. So yeah, that's my, that's my thoughts on that. What about you, man? Yeah. So uh, I would agree. I would say the answer to that is no. Uh, I put a little asterisk on, on my no, which I'll come back around to in just a minute. Okay. Um, but I, the, the other things I want to talk about in that conversation are I, I do hear a couple things from people uh, sometimes uh, who in this, in this part of the conversation. And one of those is, well, I took the test a few years ago and I got this, but now I took it again and I got a different number. 
Um, and so I, I used to be this, but now I'm this, right? And what I tell people in that instance is, well, honestly, probably what happened was at least one of those assessments was wrong, <laughs> right? Yeah. Uh, and, and maybe the new one that you took is right. Maybe they're both wrong. Um, assessments, I think, can be a good thing. And we'll talk about those more in a future episode. Uh, and I think they can be helpful and can be accurate, but I also think that they can be wrong. Uh, and so, so yeah, I see that sometimes. Uh, the other thing that I hear from people is, uh, well, I, I think I'm this number, but I learned to be this number, oh, this wow, other yeah. number, right? Like I was in an environment so long that only valued these things, which go with a number that I'm not, and I learned to operate in that. Uh, and so I totally get that, right? When people talk like that, that makes a lot of sense to me. Uh, but one of the things that people, I think, sometimes misunderstand with the Enneagram is it's, it's not nearly as much about what you do as it is about why you do what you do, mm, right? Yeah. And so you can be, let's say, in a job or in an environment that values threeness and all the qualities of threes um, and, and act like a three, but that may not actually change your motivation. Right. And so that's, that's hard to identify sometimes because obviously motivation is, is on the inside. Uh, it's not necessarily your external actions. And so while you may act like a three or whatever number it is, you may be motivated like a five mm. and that's what your Enneagram number is. So it, it feels like it can change from season to season, job to job, culture to culture. Uh, but in reality, it doesn't change because the Enneagram is not about the external expression. It's about the internal motivation, right? That, yeah, that makes yeah. sense what I'm saying. Oh yeah, man. Absolutely. So good. Um, and something we, we won't cover this on the spin of these questions, but I, I've also heard people reference like when um, we use the, the phrases like integration and disintegration or um, security and, and stress points is that I've heard people say something like, okay, well I'm a seven, but when I'm stressed, I become a one. Um, right. Or when I'm when I'm healthy, I become a five, mm. um, you know, and, and referencing like integration. So where you move um, or what you borrow from the characteristics and the types that you borrow traits mm -hmm. from in either like stress or, or security. And, um, and let's just go ahead and clarify that, that you don't actually become that number. Right. Um, you just begin to borrow some of those traits. And then if you actually look at the diagram itself, that's what those lines represent. Um, and so... Uh, yeah, I've heard people say like, um, well, you know, right now I'm, I'm actually, uh, I'm, you know, I'm a, I'm a seven, but right now I'm, I'm really operating as a five and I'm like, well, can, that's great, but that's not, that's not right. You know? And yeah. so, uh, um, um, and so, yeah, just to clear those things up. And so that's one of the cool things about the dynamic aspects of the Enneagram is yeah. that we all kind of borrow from each other in different ways and, and things like that. Um, but like you said, that motivation um, isn't going to change. Um, and I think right. that's the, the special part. And then there's even different ways, like um, I'll just reference this real quick, is that um, one of the things that has been helpful for me in helping people identify what that type is, is beginning to look at um, the head, heart, and gut triads. And it would take some time to explain that. But basically, the idea is like how you process the world, how you and interpret and engage with the things around you, whether that being through your thoughts immediately, through your feelings immediately, or through your kind of instinctive nature immediately. Right. Um, and, uh, and that's been really helpful because it, I think it's helped me like help other people identify what that dominant type is 
because not only is the motivation there, but also like, Hey, I typically respond through my emotions. So what that tells me is that, okay, you're probably going to be either a two or three or a four um, that are in that, in that feeling or heart triad. So um, that's another can of worms, but um, something that's been helpful, helpful for me trying to help other people. So absolutely. Um, So I'll explain my, my asterisk really quick on my answer before. So can your number change over time? What I tell people is that no, it doesn't change over time with just the, the smallest exception. I I believe that major traumatic events can really Mm -hmm. alter people's personalities. Uh, And I'm not talking about like you failed a class. Uh, I'm talking about like, you know, people going off to war and seeing, you know, really traumatic things going through really, really traumatic experiences. Um, That kind of stuff can really alter people's personalities. Uh, And I, you know, I don't, I just say that because I don't want those things to be taken too lightly about the kind of impact they can have on on who Mm. people are and, and what motivates them. And so, um, I do think that that plays a big factor uh, in that. And so, so yeah, my answer to that question now coming back full circle is, is no with that just little asterisk there uh, that some major traumatic events can shift hmm. people's uh, personalities a little bit. So yeah, good, good thoughts, man. Love it. Cool. Well, we'll wrap it up there and come back next time with question number three. All right. See you next time. Hey, thanks for joining us today on another Enneagram podcast. As fellow leaders, we know it can be frustrating when it seems like you always run into the same problems on your team with the same people. But leaders just like you are learning how to lead their teams better using the Enneagram and you can too. So if you like what you heard today, we would love it if you would share this podcast on social media and leave a rating or review wherever you listen to podcasts, preferably only good you know, reviews and ratings. That would be great. If you'd like to connect with us, you can find us on Instagram or at another Enneagram or head over to our website, another Enneagram.com. Thanks for listening. And we'll see you on the next episode of another Enneagram podcast.